0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters with your host, the Mexican, the man with the plan, if nobody can do it, mm, no, actually, if Mexican could not do it, nobody can. Oh, hoo, hoo. Yes, almost forgot my own uh, saying there, but we're coming to you live from the city that never sleeps, the Irish capital of Ohio. Dublin Ohio we are going to discuss it is the season the dreadful season of back to school yes the school buses are out the kids are going back to school oh my god this is so annoying so we'll discuss a little bit about that and other work related uh, nonsense to kind of follow up on last week's podcast on uh, last Thursday Um. Yeah, apparently, now, I did not know this, because let me, let me spit some background here. Mexi grew up in simpler times, okay? It was easy. Now, you went to school, you did your homework, you passed your tests, you came home, problem solved. None of this nonsense extracurricular bullshit. In extracurricular, extracurriculars we had at school, sports. I've always played sports. My brothers always played sports. My parents, my mom, my dad always played sports. No, there's book club, poetry, society bullshit. No. So, on Facebook, over the last couple days, a lot of people who are parents are posting all this nonsense about, oh, my kid's going into fifth grade, my kid's going into first grade, fourth grade, third grade. Oh, shut up. Nobody cares what grade your kid's going into. Especially on social media. The only people who care are your parents and your maybe husband, wife, significant other, brother, sister, whatever. Nobody else gives a shit what grade your kid's going to because for all I know, he's an idiot, the teacher's an idiot, and he's flunking. Also, Mexi has just discovered because co-workers were talking about it too. oh, we got parents at work and they're ch- chatting about their kids. So apparently there's this thing called open house for kids and school. What the fuck? I was like, is this like a realty a realtor open house type deal where you come look at houses? No, apparently, Open house means you come and meet the teachers, get your schedule, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, um, isn't that what parent-teacher conference night is for? Because back in the day, back in the motherfucking day, that's when Mr. Ferrer Morales and Mrs. Arias De Ferria, a.k.a. mom and dad, would come meet the teachers. And every teacher would say the same thing. Oh, uh, your son eh, won't stop talking and being distracted in class. I'm sorry. I like to be active and talk. That doesn't mean I do shitty at school. And I, let it be known that Mexi's the only one that I know of has successfully passed the British, the Swiss, the French, and the American educational systems, okay? Just throwing that out there. For anybody who wants to talk smack, And my educational system Systems and backgrounds Way better than anybody who Only studied in the US of A Because I will say If if we suck at The US is not number one in every category And we suck at quite a few Education is one of them So We've all heard my rant about Miss Spana Girl teaching Spanish Somewhere in Columbus I, I pity the kids Anywho, so yeah, open houses, mean the teachers. Oh, but my kid has anxiety. Yeah, he has to meet his teachers ahead of time. First off, don't even get me started about the anxiety nonsense. Give him a chill pill, because that's bullshit. ADHD is also bullshit. How about we stop feeding him sugar, put him in some sports, and that would solve the issue. We had open house when I back in my day. It was called the first fucking day of class. You went, you met your teacher Your teacher was an asshole, you had to deal with it You got your schedule, bam, homework, done You're acting as if like the open house I'm able to tell them Hey, um, this teacher looks like a pedophile I want a different teacher Oh, we'll switch it if there's room in a different class No, then what's the fucking point of the open house? I should be able to walk in the open house And say, this teacher looks like a pedophile I don't want him Otherwise, stop doing that same thing with school buses. I swear to Christ, stop using school buses for for taking your kids to school. Quit being lazy and wake up early and take them to school. Guess what? School buses don't have UM coverage, motherfuckers. If I have to deal with another school bus accident when the bus is clearly twice the size of the fucking car, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ape shit. Plus, put seatbelts on those fuckers. Or, how about we hire a driver that's not from Somalia or, you know, Wakanda, so they actually know how to drive. I will, and I've said this before, if I ever have kids, I will always take my kids to school. Or one of us will take our kids to school. Hell, I'll hire a maid and pay her to take the kids to school and drive, her in a, and try, to drive a separate car we we'll have Conchita Martinez drive the kids to school. Who cares? Shit, we'll homeschool them. Because I can't trust teachers. Don't fucking... all well, I know they flunked the the grades in college and somehow passed because they fucked the teacher or the professor. And that's how they're teachers now. Uh, but, speaking of which, if you all going to drive your kids to school... And be responsible parents and not use the school bus. Make sure you have UM coverage and UIM. And call my man Ramo, 614 595 2934. American National, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Use promo code Mexi and you will save when you sign up. And also if you bundle. You heard it first here. Now, as I said, apparently open house, parent teacher night. Oh. Let's, let's just have extra nonsense Like I know high school here in the US You guys like to go the first day And you get to get your schedules Sign up for activities, great That's fun and dandy At OSU you had that for college too Great, that's different That happens the day of or the day before Like they call it welcome week Okay, great You can move into the dorms, great None of this, let's meet the professors No Also Apparently, one of my coworkers was telling me that now teachers uh, text and send pictures to the parents if the kids are misbehaving or maybe not taking their anxiety medication. Heaven forbid they they they, they are not anxious. I'm like, what, what? Whoa, 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 there! What's the what's with the invasion of privacy? I'm sorry, but can you imagine me as a kid having them text my parents? I'd be way more shit. That I got into as a kid Fuck that I used to forge In Switzerland You had your grade book And every week you had to have a parent's signature on it There's a reason I know how to forge my mom's signature Okay Because I didn't need my mom seeing my grades And plus My parents were, you know, they're Mexican They they didn't understand French They had no clue what was going on Oh, do I need to sign that? No, no, you're fine My dad already did it My dad's signature, different story Complicated never never mastered it but my mom's that's why I know my mom's signature but yeah no now they send pictures texts oh your kids are sleeping class I'm like well wait a minute how do they get your cell phone number oh you it's in the forms you fill it out no if I had kids if I had the point I have kids and I literally go to fill out the forms I'm not giving them my fucking cell phone number I could care less and if a parent-teacher night, they're going to say, Oh, your kid's disrupting the class. Your kid called me a cunt. Ha, <laughs> ha, Good. You probably deserved it. The only reason I would get mad at... First off, I would not go to parent-teacher night. I'll make the wife go, number one. Number two, if I go to parent-teacher night and I find out the teacher's an idiot, I'm not going to take your side over my kid's side. Get the fuck out of here. The only reason I would get mad at a parent-teacher night in this educational system in America is if the teacher tells me my son is flunking geography or Spanish or French. That is the only scenario where I will be pissed at my son. Because that is not happening under my watch. Now this rant about the kids in school. Ugh. It gets me. I swear. School buses are the worst. As I mentioned before. Getting stuck behind one. Oh, I swear. It, it makes me want to shoot. The bus driver and make the bus explode. That's how terrible they are. Whoever passed those into existence. Is ridiculous. And should be killed if they're not already dead. Do you think I had somebody... In middle of downtown London, England Telling me Or telling other cars to stop So I can cross the street And get on the bus Or get on the subway with all the other businessmen That just want to shank you to get on there During rush hour No I can't But anyways on um, On a more positive note Well, not so positive. I would say it's half and half. So we hired two new people at work. One's a new negotiator. Her name's Brett A. Spelled with two T's and a Y. She is a former adjuster, bodily injury adjuster at Safe Auto. Nah. Alright, whatever. But she used to work at a foreclosure firm. So she knows a little bit about legal stuff. And I will say that the office manager didn't really have an input in hiring her. It was more Mike. So my attorney... They did a good job. He hired somebody else who kind of knows what they're doing. They're young. They know what's going on. Hopefully, they'll become a good negotiator. Right now, she's spending time calling my demands that are out to the adjusters and following up on them. Great. It's like having your personal secretary. I can't complain. What I can complain about is on the flip side, we hired a new receptionist because the other one, I don't know if you guys remember my episode about that. She quit. Because people were throwing fits. It was too much drama. So now we hired one straight out of Wakanda's ghetto. I swear, it's like we went to a homeless shelter and just grabbed the first person that wanted a job. She looks like she's fucking 15. I don't even know her name. It's like Shaniqua, Sharisa, Shaquanda. I don't fucking know. All I know is she's being trained to not tell me when she's sending me a call. And it drives me nuts. To the point where, like, okay, now everybody's like, well, and Alex, just not answering his phone calls. Yeah, because you're not telling me who it is. I'm sending him straight to voicemail. And if I need to call him back, I call him back. My office manager was like, well, you need to start uh, answering the phone more. No. When I have the most caseload, the highest caseload, 350 cases, and you expect me to help out with everybody else's cases because they suck. And then you want me to, on top of that, be the one that answers the phones the most? No! Well, the attorney wants them to just transfer it. That's why they do it. No. I literally saw my attorney tell the new girl, the negotiator, Brittany, that we sit so close to each other. Tell them, hey, Alex, I have a call. It's this. It's so-and-so about this, this case. Okay, great. Or, oh, I'm on the phone. Or how about I just get up and look and see that I'm not sitting there before sending a fucking call? Ethan does it. I don't see why everybody else can't. And that's what drives me nuts. The office manager's like, well, you need to be a team more of a team player. No. If nobody else does it for me, why should I be the one doing it for them? But well, you should lead by example. No. How about we quit hiring idiots and just get rid of the retards? I've actually noticed that my office manager... Is part of the drama and the problem. She basically listens to everybody bitch and then texts the other person to talk shit behind her backs. Yeah, no. I'm done talking shit. But if you want me to answer the phone 24-7, no. I don't care if the client complains that he's left four voicemails. Four voicemails in one day, that's insane. I have better shit to do. There's a reason I have 45 demands and everybody else has like not even 10. Oh, I swear, talking about work, it's starting to get me riled up again. Almost like I'm at the fucking old firm. Unfortunately, the files are not as bad, and I'm, and I'm at least getting paid way more, which makes it bearable for now. And at least we have some people that know what they're doing. Me and, for now, the new, the new girl, Brittany. We'll see if you know. We'll see if she pans out. Oh, but yeah, no, the negotiator, Kevin, I swear he's turning into. I like to call him KD because he's the KD to my Steph Curry, but he's starting to act a lot like Shaq recently. He just wants it laid up and dunked without having to move a finger. Sends me three messages at two in the morning about cases. I'm like, dude, read the fucking file. It's in there. It's like, oh, I can't make a phone call. No, d- dude, please, I'm training. Well, I'm not training, but. Because you know, heaven forbid, I know about negotiating and simple math, guys. Come on, not that hard. You get the offer, you subtract our fee, which is a third, and then you see what the bills would be. Oh, you put in a little calculator, bam. Oh, the offer needs to be this much for it to be th- pan out. Let's run it by the the client. Oh, they want more. Eh, we'll see. Cut the Cairo bomb. It's it's not that hard. So hopefully the new girl, I'm trying to like at least pitch her ideas. Be like, please don't be like Kevin. Don't be a shack. If you need to make a phone call or do RVBs, I will show you how to do RVBs. Okay? You add up the amount the insurance paid versus what the total balance is and what's still due and send it to the adjuster. I don't know why they don't do it themselves since we don't fucking redact, but hey, the adjusters are lazy. I swear all this talking about work and adjusters driving me nuts. I need to relax. But, there's more to talk about. But if you do want to relax, hand and still massage, use the same promo code MEXI and gives you a discount on your first Swedish massage. I go to the one-on-one Perimeter Drive. You can go anywhere in Columbus or anywhere in the country. Use the promo code MEXI. Tell them I referred you. And bam, you get a discount. Hand and still massage. Proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. No, yeah, the adjusters are literally... Pissing me off I had a case where The adjuster was telling me Now mind you There's different adjusters For every claim But this was the Bodily injury adjuster On the uh, other insurance You know Tort insurance State Farm First they tell me Their tort feasor has MetLife Which ended up being a lie Then they say Oh You know The, the guy lives with someone Who has Geico And because they're Resident relative their primary over our tortfeasor No. So you're telling me that if I had safe auto or state farm and I hit someone, but I live with my brother who has progressive, his his auto insurance should be liable? No. That doesn't even make any sense. They wouldn't have the car on file or insured or me on the policy. No, that makes no sense. So I called Geico and they're like, yeah, no, that makes no sense. We denied. Okay, great. Then I call State, State, State Farm again, and they're like, "Well, uh, the med pay adjuster for Nationwide, our client's policy, of course, put us a notice, and so we can't do anything until he tells us that he's that he's not putting a lien on our on our claim." What? Who in the bloody hell is this med pay guy? And then of course I went back and looked. Yeah, I never talked to the med pay adjuster for this specific reason. They like to basically. Now, for those who don't know, and like I mentioned, you you want to call my man Ramo and have him explain what MedPay is in more detail, you can do so. But MedPay is basically, you have a part of the policy if you added this feature for medical payments. We always tell clients when we sign them up, we're going to set up the claim with your insurance and the other person's insurance because we don't want... These asshole MedPay adjusters should use the MedPay to pay for the medical expenses because here's what happens. If you use your MedPay, that has to be paid back dollar for dollar. You can't negotiate that down when you settle with, say, Progressive and your insurance nationwide use your MedPay. Guess what? If you have a limit of $5,000 and you used it up, that has to be paid back, which means less settlement money for you as a client and us as your attorney. So we always tell them when we send them the letter and set up the claim, do not use MedPay unless we tell you to. So back to the story. So this adjuster had used the MedPay. or no, the adjuster had not used MedPay. And he was basically holding hostage my offers. And I'm like, no. So I called the MedPay adjuster. I'm like, hey, close the MedPay. He did tell State Farm. The adjuster from State Farm calls me again and says, yeah, I'm going on vacation for Labor Day. So if the MedPay adjuster doesn't return my phone calls, I'm trying to get a hold of him, then I can't make office So after Labor Day. I'm like, that is unacceptable. Borderline about to call the Ohio Department of Insurance because you guys are taking for fucking ever. Call the MedPay adjuster back and he's like, yeah, no, I told him Friday and I have one voicemail from her. I'll take care of it. And I'm like, thank you. So I sent State Farmer a nasty email telling him, motherfuckers, get your shit together. Know your role and shut your mouth. Make offers, because I even told her, she wanted to give me offers on just the pain and suffering, not considering the specials. Unacceptable. Go back to the fucking drawing board and give me my specials with the offers. And guess what? She did. I got them today. Bam. It's not that hard. It was right before you went on vacation. Look at that. Fucking State Farm. If you ever have an adjuster named Gina on uh, that works for State Farm, punch her in the face or just switch your policy call my man Raymond, switch it. I can't. But yeah, that is ridiculous. It is annoying. Adjusters are annoying. And then I never get in trouble at work because my attorney loves me. I literally am the only one that does anything he needs. He wants me to do something, I take care of it. I average 70 hours a week. 60 to 70 hours a week, I literally average. 7 days a week. I have the highest number of demands Karen tries to keep up with settled cases, but he can't. They're apples and oranges, Karen, for the last fucking time. Go work out in the gym. Do something productive. And speaking of productive, if you do want to work out, Super Studios 253, if you use the promo code Mexi, they will give you a discount as well. The first class is free, apparently, for the month of August and September. Sign up. Do hot yoga, running, Kickboxing, whatever have you. Ask for Coach Super. Mexican Mind Matters is, a, is sponsored by Super Studios 253. Give him a call. 253-272-0700. Proud sponsor of the Mixing Mind Matters podcast. But yeah. Go work out, Kevin. Jeez. Apples and oranges. August, he had like, he was ahead of me for the first time since we worked there for the most of the month until, bam, bada-beam, bada-boom. My pipeline paid off. And now I'm at 45 and he has 35. It's just, it's an art. It's easier to build the pipeline when you have demands to do. Because you're always waiting on a record or something. Lost wages or some shit. Whereas selling a case, it's hard because you literally have to hoard them. And that could hinder clients getting their money. But anyways, that is all we have on the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Please check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. All the episodes are there. Subscribe, review the podcast, give us a rating. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Well, not Instagram, I'm sorry. YouTube. We don't do Instagram. And always remember, where there's a Mexican, there's a motherfucking way. Until next time, motherfuckers.